Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today was the reading, the Old Testament reading from Genesis chapter 2. Remember the words. Go from your country and from your kindred and from your father's house to a place that I will show you. Go, separate yourself from, turn away from, turn your back on, leave behind everything that you know. Go separate, Abram. Separate yourself. Hard words. Harder actions. And the hardest of commands. Leave behind, separate yourselves. But from what? Oh, I know, yes. From kindred, country, father's house. But what was he being separated from? What does this all mean? You know, there's an ancient Jewish legend about this event in Abram's life. Abram was raised and living in Ur of the Chaldees, which is basically approximately modern-day Kuwait. And at that time, the number one deity, the god that everybody worshipped there, was the moon god. And Abram's father, Terah, was an idol maker. He would fashion form idols of the moon god out of clay and then sell them to make a living. But then the voice of God came to Abram. He heard the voice of God. He received the command to separate himself. And well, when the voice of God speaks to you, it uh, makes an impression. It changes you. It changed Abram. Now he was a true and faithful believer in the Lord God. Now, as a faithful believer in the Lord, he was not very happy with his father's profession as idol maker. And according to this legend, Abram, at night, went to his father's workshop and destroyed all of his idols, broke them to pieces. And as you might imagine, Terah was less than impressed by that. But so he confronted his son Abram. And Abram then told him, told him about the Lord, told him about his voice, his command. And he told him, there is only one God. And it's not the moon God. And that's the end of the legend, the end of the story. But it does help illustrate for us the faithfulness of Abram, and indeed he was. And so it is that God called Abram out of this place of idol worship, called him out of and away from all of 
all manner of evil and corrupt living, God called Abram to leave town and country and go to a land, a holy land, a promised land, and settle down. God called Abram to leave behind everything he knew and go to the unknown. Again, that's not an easy command. In fact, I'm not signing up for that. But why? For what purpose? I mean, sure, certainly, it's important to get get Abram out of that ungodly place with ungodly practices. That's all important. But there's a lot more going on than that, people. God separates Abram in order to accomplish the greatest reunion ever. Wait, what? No, listen. Listen to the words of the promise. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and your name will be great so that you will be a blessing. God makes this promise, this covenant with Abraham and his descendants. You see what he's doing here? He's taking Abram away from his country, away from his kindred, away from his father's house, and establishing him, settling him into a promised land, this new, beautiful, God-given land. And he blesses him, and he becomes a great nation. In order that, all nations might be blessed through him. Abram and his descendants are set apart in order that God might deliver to them a Savior, a Messiah, and as a result, that Messiah would bless all the nations of the world. All nations. Down to the lowliest, the filthiest, the most idle-stained, corrupted person. You and me. How is it that we got in this mess? How is it that we find ourselves in such a corrupted place and that we ourselves are unclean, corrupted? Right back to separation terrible separation that took place man Adam and Eve disobeyed the voice of God and they ate of the fruit the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and now sin opens up this huge chasm between God and man they are separated from one another the garden where they walk together now is off limits talking to God Seeing God's face is now deadly. And sin, that dividing wall of hostility, is too high and too wide for man to overcome it. The fall into sin separated God and man, and it was a terrible, terrible separation. Now, it's true that man didn't want that, 
Man wanted to be reunited for God. In fact, man tried to reunite himself with God. Do you remember he built a tower? Babel? That failed. In fact, it's kind of like a picture, a mirror for us of all of our attempts to reconcile or make ourselves right with God or to reunite ourselves with God. They all fail. They all fall short. We cannot, by our own reason or strength, believe in God or come to him. We, well, the obstacle of sin is just too much. God has a plan, had a plan, still has a plan. And Abraham becomes a very big part of that plan. God's plan is to deliver into the world the seed of the woman, the Messiah, the Savior. But how's he going to do that? God separates in order to reunite. God separates in order to reunite, to accomplish a great reunion. So it is that Abram is set aside, separated out. And so it is his descendants, the people of Israel, are chosen, set apart, set aside from all the other nations to provide a line from which the Christ will be born. God delivers reunion. God separates out all of these in order that we might be reunited to him in his son, Jesus. Now, I'm aware. In fact, I realize it's very easy to fall into the trap of trying to put ourselves into this story. Now, if I am faithful and I trust in God, he will bless me to be a blessing. If I follow God and keep his commands, I can reunite myself to him. The separation of sin, I can overcome it. Always want to put ourselves in the spot of the hero. We want to be Abraham in this story. That's not where we belong. Sadly, honestly, painfully, we are the unbelievers. We're the idol-worshipping population that Abraham is separated out of. You see, Abram is not pointing at you. Abraham is pointing at someone far greater. Abraham is pointing to the ultimate separated one, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ separated from his home, from the heavenly beings, from his father's house, and sent into a foreign land, this earth, in the flesh, so that he might bear our sins and carry our sorrows. All of the filth, all of the iniquities, all of the guilt, all of the corruption, he takes upon himself and he carries it to the cross. And there, by the shedding of his holy, precious blood, he reunites us. To God. All of that sin, all of that guilt is washed away, atoned for, covered, and we are reunited 
with God. Literally, the greatest separation of all, Christ from his Father, the greatest separation of all accomplishes the greatest reunion. We are reunited with our God in Christ Jesus, for Jesus is the ultimate, the greatest separated one. Listen to his agony of the separation from the cross. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But my friends, it's in that forsakenness, it's in that separation that Jesus Christ makes us clean, restores us, reunites us to our God. We are the children of God by the blood of the promised one. And indeed, we are blessed. We are blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name, amen.